You're listening to the Ollie at UNT podcast, recorded at the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of North Texas, where we offer courses, events, and more for intellectually curious adults age 50 and better. To learn more about our program, please visit our website, olli.unt.edu. Now, let's join our host, Ollie at UNT member, Susan Supak, as she sits down for a conversation with one of the people who makes our program so special. This is Susan Supak speaking at the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of North Texas in Denton, Texas, known to most of us as Ollie. I'm speaking with Dr. James Goodnow. Dr. Goodnow has an extensive background and quite an impressive one, I might add, in international business studies and is a faculty member for Ali's Great Decisions program. And in fact, I strongly suggest our listeners go to the podcast with Dr. Goodnow talking about that program because that's amazing. Today, Dr. Goodnow is wearing a different hat as the co-chair of Day Trippers, an Ali special interest group known as SIG, that he co-chairs with Dr. Diana Mason. Welcome, Dr. Goodnow. Thank you, Susan. It's great to speak with you again. Glad to be here. It's easy to see with your travel experience why you're co-chair of the Day Trippers. I believe that I read somewhere you'd been in over 60 countries. Yeah, that's that's true, although I have to admit some of them are, are very brief stops, like Vatican City, for example, not one of them. I was fortunate throughout my career that I was able to do a lot of travel on other people's money. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, a great way to go. Yeah, well, it, it started, uh, actually it was, was my own money, but it started when I was a, a graduate student. Uh, I had an internship in Paris at the Renault Automobile Company, and my grandmother gave me a rail pass so I could go around Europe when I was done with the internship. That's exciting. So I went to a bunch of countries on my own, and I learned pretty much how to plan my own travel, uh, and then eventually Eventually, that became kind of, I would say, a disease. It's a family disease. <laughs> uh, it goes back to my grandfather, who uh, was constantly traveling various places, usually to Europe, and then to my dad, and to the day he died, he was uh, just the most important thing other than the family was travel. You know, So I, I caught the disease. So I've been living from trip to trip. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before you became a co-chair for the Day Trippers, you had experience with another club. Yes, I was involved. When I came to to Denton, I decided I wanted to do some volunteer work. So in addition to joining the local Kiwanis Club, I became a member of the Ropes and Ranch Roadrunners Club, which is a a big travel club, about 500 members. That is big. And started out as a member of the the trip planning committee, and then from there became the head trip planner, and then eventually was promoted to president of the club. We're lucky to have that experience with the day trippers. Can you tell us a little bit about what day trippers is? What do they do? Well, day trippers is really a complement to what Ollie's been doing. Generally speaking, once every semester, not necessarily in the summer, although sometimes it is, Ollie will have one program, which is off campus, which is usually a visit to a particular place like this semester. They went to, I think, the Meyerson Symphony Center. And that also included a lunch. We went to Fort Worth last semester and had lunch at a restaurant. 
So it's basically an all-inclusive one-day event. But the idea for the day trippers was one that was, I guess, born somehow in the curriculum committee, and all of a sudden there it was in front of me, and I didn't even know what I was getting into. Now, do you have an all-inclusive thing like the you mentioned the Ollie well, semester trip? What we're trying to do is to keep costs down to a minimum for our participants. And one of the reasons we can do that, uh, it's something that when I compare it to the current Ropes and Ranch Roadrunners. Roadrunners always farms out their, their programs to a travel agent. And the reason for that has to do with insurance. Whereas because we are under the umbrella of university, some of those overhead charges that you would you would turn over to a, a travel agent, we don't have to worry about. Oh, that's great. But at the same time, we think that our, our audience is a bunch of self-motivated people, and they can do a lot for themselves. Do they organize transportation amongst themselves? For most of our trips, we suggest that they do either individual or maybe carpooling. And then you meet up at whatever location you're going to. Yeah, there are occasionally things where we think it's it's wise to get a, a charter coach, and then people basically will be sharing whatever the cost of that coach would be. So, for example, we have a trip planned this semester to Ennis for the Blue Bonnet Festival. So, for that event, we feel it's it's wise to have a bus. But uh, people will be on their own for lunch. The only thing we'll have that would be included there once we get to the town is that there will be a local docent who will get on the bus and take us through various fields and comment on the on the wildflowers that are out there. That sounds pretty interesting yeah. and beautiful. It sounds like people better bring a camera with them. <laughs> That's right. But we're, we're doing other things that are kind of like that. We have a trip to the Frisco Museum of the American Railroad. There we'll have a local docent who will take us around to see the various big exhibits that are out there, whether they're engines or rolling stock. And then they also have a very large model railroad exhibit. But once we get away from the, from the docent, then basically we're on our own. And if people carpool, well, they can find various places around Frisco to get lunch. But that's on their own. Do the numbers vary by where you go, or do you have a pretty set group? Well, the, do, people, do you join the day trippers, or do you go by trip? How does that work? Both. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. People can join the, the, the day trippers, but to me, that's just, it's procedural. You do not have to be a member of the group to go on these trips, basically. You can just be a member of Ollie. You're a member of Ollie, and mm-hmm. then if you want to find out about the trips, they're, they're posted online. Okay. Okay. And so you can sign up for the trips directly there. And if there's a charge, for example, if you take a bus or whatever, then Ollie will collect those fees. But typically you pay for something on site. For example, we're going to go to the Dallas Zoo. And we've decided to go to the zoo. We're going to take the train so people can get the inexpensive senior pass, one day pass. We get down to the zoo. We're going to go there on a day when it's $5 for seniors. To go and you in. don't have to worry about parking because you you've taken the parking. train. That's right. And on top of that, we've worked with the zoo uh, people, their conservation group, and they're going to do a special program just for us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, to basically brief us. And, and the probably one of their top exhibits there is their Africa exhibit. So they're going to be talking about conserving these a- African animals and, and how they can cohabit. And they actually have different sections in the zoo that are related to various locations, particularly in countries like Kenya and Tanzania. And so we're, we're going to be going through those areas. But we're, when we do that, 
uh, we'll be taking the monorail. Well, that's another $5. Again, people will be on their own for lunch, but we'll have a number of events during the day that will be planned. That is so exciting. I learn so much more when there is someone there to talk about what it is I'm seeing. Yeah. Whether it's a tour somewhere or like to visit the zoo and hear about the animals when there's an expert there to tell me. Just to give you a couple of case examples on that, we went to the Bureau of Engraving and Printing and had a a little talk there, but we walked through and each exhibit had a hand phones or whatever and, and that described what was going on at each station. Then after that, we went to the Texas Motor Speedway and had presentations there. We actually rode around the speedway. Now I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> How we many times up, have I driven by that place and yeah. not known what you know from the trip? And we went up into <laughs> one of the suites, up the, the one that's right in the, in the center of the field, and uh, a gentleman gave us a talk about basically how, how the events work and all that type of thing. So it was really interesting. That's amazing. And I we, think I have missed out on a lot. We had another trip to a winery. It was wine tasting, but they also had a, a little jazz group that was up there. And so you know, people had a, had a good time, learned a little about, about wine and so forth. The thing is, we're open for ideas, okay? We're, we're planned for this semester. I, I mentioned the, a couple of the trips. I, the one I didn't mention is we have a trip actually right to UNT. Uh, no, to, to really? Go the, to go around the campus. We have some covered people carriers, I guess you'd call them. Uh, each one seats maybe a dozen people, so we've got room for 50 people, and, and we still have lots of openings for that. That is so interesting. But the other thing is, UNT has this outstanding music school. Yes, And very. so we planned this a day when one of their musical groups, I think is a band, anyway, they're going to do a rehearsal in the Murkison Performance Hall. What an so incredible we're, we're, opportunity. So we're going to be sitting in on that rehearsal. Those are some ideas. If we look toward the future, none of these things are, are in stone, but uh, we're looking at like for this summer, we're thinking of maybe going down to Fort Worth, and there's going to be an exhibit at the Kimball Art Museum of some of the late paintings that Monet did. Ooh, so that's nice. We're thinking about that. In the fall, I put together some tentative ideas. Actually, Diana and I coordinate, and we're definitely open for ideas from members. So what does a person do if they have an idea for a trip? Well, probably the best thing to do is just email it to Ollie. Okay. They can email it to me, but the best thing to do is just send it directly to Ollie or send it to the curriculum committee. We have, don't have a formal thing. At some point, we've talked about maybe doing a, a little questionnaire that would go out. But I'll, I'll mention some of, the, some of the future ideas we're looking at. We're looking okay. at going to the State Fair of Texas, the Dallas Art Museum, and the adjacent Art Nasher uh, Sculpture Gallery. A visit to Denison and Bonham to see the Eisenhower birthplace and place where Sam Rayburn used to live, his library and farm. I remember this Sam Rayburn office building in Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah. Well, well he, was a, he was the Speaker of the House back when I was a child. I actually saw him doing his thing when my parents took me to D.C. when I was preteen, I guess. Well, anyway, we're also talking about doing some local things. Texas Women's University has a couple of really impressive places. The gowns worn by the First Ladies of Texas. That's great. There's also the Little Chapel in the woods. Denton County has more, I guess I might call them show horses, than any other county in the country other than Lexington County, Kentucky. And the Chamber of Commerce runs a thing called Denton County Horse Tours. And we're thinking about contacting them and having them do a unique program just for us. I'm aware of that tour, and I have to say that is incredibly interesting. It is. I've gone in about four times every time you go to different farms or different ranches. It's astounding how much of that industry is right here. And and how varied it is. Yes. 
Uh, we're also thinking about going to the Dallas Arboretum for the, the spring show, which is called the Dallas Blooms. Ooh, nice. If you go up to Gainesville, there are a lot of Victorian homes and Victorian churches. And we're thinking maybe we could get a, a docent from UNT who knows something about architecture to maybe lead us on a, a little bus trip up there like a half day. Uh, we don't do anything right now that would be overnight, but we're toying with the idea that at some point in the future, maybe even a year from this June, we go over to Abilene and then go up to uh, Albany and to Fort Griffin, where they have a show that's called The Fandangle, which is a history show, but with music and this type of thing. Uh, about, Sounds fun. About Texas. Sounds like a lot And then like there's a lot a, of also a, a museum in, in Abilene called Frontier, Texas. So it would be basically a Texas history lesson in 36 hours or whatever, but with, with an overnight. Okay. okay. Something and, people need to keep their ears so, and eyes open. Yeah. And, you know, we're looking at other places where people could go, uh, like the, uh, the Bush Library, the Meadows Museum, South Fork Ranch, uh, Fort Worth Zoo, the Wild West Show with the stockyards in, in Fort Worth, and maybe even taking some other overnight trips such as going to the area around Austin and maybe supplement that with a, a visit to the painted churches. Oh, are, those are beautiful. Uh, we're thinking at some point that we might even take a more extended trip to take a look at architecture and art and music, actually, in a place like Chicago. Chicago is, is one of the great places to study architecture. Interesting. And of course, Frank Lloyd Wright worked there and went to Oak Park and see his work. And at the same time, if you stay in downtown Chicago, I know of a great hotel. I, I used to work in Chicago. <laughs> so, you got a good price. Anyway, you're, if you stay in this hotel, you're within two blocks of the Chicago Institute of Arts, which is one of the five top museums in the country, loaded with, with impressionists, by the way. And also the Chicago Symphony, which is, again, rated in the top five in the country. I want to do them all. <laughs> they all sound terrific. I used to work within two blocks of all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I still I still love Chicago. So do you also take trips in the summertime, or is it just fall and spring? Well, normally what we try to do is put together oh, about three trips each semester. And then in addition to that, we'll have one or two during the summer. Well, that sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Goodnow, for speaking with me today. I am ready to get my comfortable traveling shoes on. <laughs> this has been Susan Supak at the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute speaking with Dr. James Goodnow. Thanks for listening.